Good evening, church. Well, I know it's cold, it's been raining, but we can do better than that. Good evening, family. It's always great when we come together as God's people and uh, spend time together to pray and to listen to his word. And I'll be just leading us in a short devotion. Um, Of course, the word short is relative, um, but I'll try to be as short as I can. So our passage this evening comes from Joshua chapter 24 from verse 14. Joshua 24 from verse 14 up to verse 27. It reads as follows. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your father served beyond the river and in Egypt, and serve the Lord. And if it is evil in your eyes to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the gods your fathers served in the region beyond the river or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Then the people answered, Far be it from us that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods. For it is the Lord God, the Lord our God, who brought us and our fathers up from the land of Egypt, out of the house of slavery, and who did those great signs in our sight and preserved us in all the way that we went, and among all the people through whom we passed. And the Lord drove out before us all the peoples, the Amorites, who lived in the land. Therefore, we also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. But Joshua said to the people, You are not able to serve the Lord, for he is a holy God. He is a jealous God. He will not forgive your transgressions of your sins, or your sins. If you forsake the Lord and serve foreign gods, then he will turn and do you harm and consume you after having done done you good. And the people said to Joshua, No, but we will serve the Lord. Then Joshua said to the people, You are witnesses against yourself that you you have chosen the Lord to serve him. And they said, We are witnesses. He said, Then put away the foreign gods that are among you and incline your heart to the Lord the God of Israel. And the people said to Joshua, The Lord our God we will serve, and his voice we will obey. So Joshua made a covenant with the people that day and put in place statutes and rules for them at Shechem. And Joshua wrote those words in the book of the law of God. And he took a large stone and set it up there under the terebinth that was by the sanctuary of the Lord. And Joshua said to the people, Behold, this stone shall be a witness against us, for it has heard all the words of the Lord that he spoke to us. Therefore, it shall be a witness against you, lest you deal falsely with your God. This is the word of God. Let's bow ahead and pray. Lord God, we thank you that we can come together as your people to listen to your word. We pray that you open our hearts and our minds that we will encounter you for who you are and that, Lord, you will help us to be people who love you for what you've done for us 
and who wants to serve you. And Lord, I pray that as your servant, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart will be acceptable to you. O Lord, our strength and our redeemer. Amen. So 12 days have gone since the new year started, and for some, the excitement of the new year is still there. You know, it's a new year, it's a fresh start, I'm still keeping all my New Year's resolution, if one still makes them, or maybe I'm about to set my New Year's resolution. For some, it did not take long before the excitement went away. Things have gone back to normal, leave is over, I'm back to that office again with all the stress that it brings to deal with that boss. Redon, this is not you, by the way. We've got a good boss. For others, they are coming once again face-to-face with the damages that COVID has caused in their lives. They lost job, they lost loved ones. And for others, they still have a long list of wishful things that they still think that this new year will bring. But in the midst of all these mixed feelings, and maybe emotions that the new year brings, one great question that we can always ask ourselves is, what is my greatest wish for this new year? What do I wish for for this new year that is ahead of me as an individual who is part of this redeemed family of servant on mission? On an evening like this, as we come together as a redeemed family of servant on mission, or maybe if you are new joining us, as we come together to pray and commit the term ahead of us before God Almighty, just as we step into the first term of the year, it is good for us to be reminded from God's word about certain truths concerning God so that we can confidently realign our minds and our thoughts towards him. The passage we read is from the book of Joshua. And in summary, the book of Joshua is about the conquest and the occupying of the promised land, Canaan, by the Israelites under the leadership of Joshua himself. And if you read the book of Joshua... It has got three main sections that can help you to really understand what is happening. The first half, from chapter 1 to chapter 12, it's all about the conquest of the canon, of the promised land. And of course, God is the one who is fighting for the people. The second half, from chapter 13 to chapter 22, is all about the division of the land, according to the different tribes of Israel. And the last portion, which is chapter 23 and 24, it's all about the farewell of uh, Joshua and uh, Israel renewal of their commitment to serve the Lord. The text that we read is taken from this last portion of Joshua, of chapter 24. It starts with Joshua bringing all the people together, the whole community of Israel at Shechem, And he is reminding them all that the Lord has done for them. From the time he called Abraham to the time they went into slavery in Egypt 
Till now, as they are now in the promised land that God promised them. But then he also challenges them to choose whom they will serve. So what do we learn from a passage like this? What are those important principles that we need to be reminded of? What are those important truths that we need to remember, especially as we start a new year, first term of the year? We learn certain things about God. First of all, we learn who God is from this passage. And it's obvious that God is sovereign. All this passage is about all that God has done for the people. So when you read the first 13 verses of chapter 24, Joshua reminds Israel about their history, what happened to them from the time God chose Abraham, made a promise with him, to the time they went into slavery in Egypt, and how God mightily delivered them from the slavery, took them to the wilderness, and led them to the promised land. And verse 16 and up to 18 of Joshua chapter 24, the people acknowledge all that God has done, and more especially the conquest of the promised land where they are now. So God fought for Israel. God is might. He is sovereign. I wonder, when you look back at your own life, during the darkest moment in your life, the very difficult trials that you've been through, that you went through, the calamities in your life that were above you, when you ask yourself that question, how will I come out of this? Do you see the sovereign goodness of God? And I do hope you see. As God's child, I want you to know that he has always been in control. He is in control even right now, in spite of everything that you are going through. And he will forever be in control, whether in life or in death. And you can trust him. He is sovereign. Second, what do we learn about God? We learn that God keeps his promises and perseveres with his people. So God called Abraham and made a promise with him, Genesis 12, and later a covenant with him, Genesis 17, which is a kind of formal agreement with Abraham. He promised the old man that he will be a father of a great nation and he will live in a place where honey and milk flow under his rule. And this is what Joshua reminds the people in verse, 20, uh, verse 2 and 4. And the passage we read is part of the fulfillment of this promise. Israel, which is Abraham's descendants or Abraham's offspring, is occupying the promised land that God promised to Abraham. But along the journey that Israel went through, many times they failed God. They disobeyed him. They sinned against God. But God persevered with them. Of course, he punished sin, but he persevered with the people. He remained true to his word. Not only God is the one who made a covenant, but he 
He is also the one who keeps his promises and he is always there to direct the events even when we cannot keep our part of the covenant. And for us today, God's promise to Abraham has been fulfilled in Christ. In Christ, God has promised believers to be adopted into his family as his children. That's why, as we sit here, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. And when we use the language of our DNA, we are a redeemed family. We are a family. And of course, God perseveres with us all, even when we sin against him, even when we rebel against him. He sees you and me through the lenses of Jesus. God sees us as forgiven people because the alternative is catastrophic. That means eternal separation with him. And I think the response from us is thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to your promises and that today I am your child. Third thing we learn about God, he is a redeemer. That is what we learn again in our passage. So Israel did not choose God first or did not do anything special to deserve God's mercy again and again. But God is the one who chose them and made them his people and kept forgiving them again and again. At the beginning of the redemptive story, is grace. So God is the one who chose them. The same way we don't choose our biological families. We are born in a family. Naturally, we belong to that family. You cannot decide today and say, from today, I'm Zuma's child. It doesn't work like that. So the same way we cannot choose our families, the same way God is the one who chose us. He brought us into his family. And he did that out of his love for us. And this happens to us when we respond to him in faith. When we trust in what Jesus has done. And God keeps showing us mercy again and again. Even when Israel was disobeying God... God had compassion on them. As I said earlier, of course he punishes sin. But it's God's nature to have compassion on his children. Otherwise, none of us will be here this evening. If you are here this evening, if you have come to trust in Jesus, it's because he chose you and he showed you mercy. And as we are making steps into this new year, please always remind yourself that you have been redeemed by Jesus. He has loved you the way you are. Jesus paid off his life for you. Your sins are forgiven in Christ and him alone. And if you are listening to this talk and this is not a reality for you, 
Well, the same Jesus is extending his hand of mercy to you. It's free. He wants to redeem you. He wants to make you his child. Will you open up your heart for him? So first point, we learn who God is. Second, we need to remember who we are. Verse 14, actually, when you read it, it's a bit shocking. Now, therefore, fear the Lord and serve him in sincerity and faithfulness. Put away the gods that your fathers served beyond the river and in Egypt and serve the Lord. This verse is shocking because it seems that within, within Israel, people were still serving other gods or worshipping other gods. Whether it's the ones that Abraham and his family were worshipping before Abraham encountered God, or the gods of the Egyptians. Because the question is, why would Joshua tell people not to serve other gods if it were not, it were not the case? And remember, at this time, at this point, all seems to be falling into place in the life of Israel, into the promised land, it seems as if they are now settling into the land. And verse 15 even adds another group of gods that the people could have been worshipping, the gods of the Amorites, which are the gods of the land where they found themselves. So whether Joshua was just giving a warning to the people, or whether some people were still worshipping other gods, Joshua is telling the people to decide whom they will serve and worship. You see, just as it was the case for Israel, we are not different. We have seen and experienced God's great sacrifice for us. Jesus on that cross, on my place. But that does not stop us from sinning again and again. Our default setting is always to wander away from God. We don't want to live under his authority. Our default setting is always to sin. We might look good, respectable, harmless to one another, attending church every week, But let me tell you that being good, being respectable, being harmless, attending church every week does not mean sinless. When God looks at us, he sees sinful people who need a savior. That's how he sees us. The only difference between all of us as sinful people is that some have accepted this savior and some haven't accepted him. And even for those who haven't accepted him, God is still patient with all of us and is still extending his gracious, redeeming hand to you. So we've learned that who God is. We've remembered who we are. Now let's see what God has done. From the passage, it's clear that for Israel, he kept his promise that he made to Abraham and he fulfilled it to the T. The people are in the promised land. God has fought for them. For us today, he has kept his promise and fulfilled it in Christ. 
God has made salvation available for all of us, for you and for me, when we put our trust in Jesus. And the result of this, it is peace with God. God has punished Jesus for you and for me so that we can be forgiven and called his children. And this is an amazing love from God. Because of what Jesus did, our sins are erased. We are now friends with God. And this is an offer to everyone. All that we need to do is just to embrace Jesus. We need to plead our allegiance to him. We want to live for him. We want to serve him. Just as at the end, Joshua challenged the people of Israel with this disturbing question, choose for yourself this day whom you will serve. Maybe this is relevant to us this evening, this same question. As we look forward to the term and the year ahead of us, Having been reminded who God is, he is sovereign. He is the promise keeper who perseveres with us. He is a redeemer. And what he has done for us, he has made us his children through Christ, sinners as we are. The question for you and for me, whom are we going to serve? Whom will we worship? To whom will we show our loyalty to? To whom will we plead our allegiance to? And many times we have felt our creator God. Why? Because we have many false gods around us that we silently worship. We are in a quiet rebellion against God. Man-made gods have taken control of our lives. This could be work, your work. This could be your family. This could be your pursuit of success in life. This could be your studies. This could be your career. All these things are good things. In fact, they are gifts from God to us. But the problem is they now control us. They take the first place in our lives. And we start serving them sometimes knowingly, sometimes unknowingly. We shouldn't serve them. We shouldn't worship these things as good as they are because all these things will pass away. I wonder for you or for me, when we made our wishful list of priorities for 2022, where was God in that list? if ever he was part of it? Or was he someone who will help me achieving all my dreams and goals for 2022? And my prayer for all of us, just as Joshua said in 24.17, is that we will echo those words as once again we take our stand against all the challenges that we have in life or serving other gods, And say together, as for me and my household, as for me and my life, we will serve the Lord. We will worship him. We will make him the top priority in our life. He will be the first 
in everything. And even in my prayer list, it will be the priority to ask him to help me to make him the first priority for 2022 and that I will serve him. Let's pray. Lord God, as we start this new year, I pray that you will help us as individuals, but also as a church family, to love you more than we did last year, to serve you wholeheartedly, and to seek to live for you. Amen.